Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Gary. I haven't done any sort of media in a long time. Because honestly, I didn't feel like I had to. The past four years, what has there been to talk about, really? Negative, anyway. Largely, our country's done wonderful over the last four years. Minus a couple hiccups. We'll discuss all that in a little bit. But I guess let me introduce myself. I'm Gary. That's my name. I am 41. 41. Swear, after you get past 30, you stop remembering how old you actually are. 41 years old. Um, I've lived all over the country. I am not... I'm not much of an expert in uh, politics. I've followed for a long time, but uh, it's not like I went to school for it or anything. I'm just a patriot with all the flaws and everything. I grew up in the military, went into law enforcement after, you know, being a fuck up as a teenager and in my early 20s. Made a lot of really dumb decisions. Hurt a lot of people. Hurt myself quite a bit. Spent some time homeless. Spent some time absolutely flat broke. And then refused help. Because I felt like I had to work my way out of it. When I failed people or failed relationships, I tried to remedy that. Even if it meant making myself look bad in the process. I didn't always remedy it. Hell, for a long time, I would just let it burn. But as I've grown older, a lot of things have become more clear, such as it's the responsibility of everyone to make sure the right thing is done. With that being said, not everyone agrees on what the right thing is. And so as Americans, we have these documents that were created for us hundreds of years ago by guys younger than me that somehow had answers to problems we face every single day in the 2020s. People ask if they could have possibly known that we were going to face this issue or that issue, whatever it may be. And it's times like this where I kind of have to rely on faith that I don't often uh, address, at least not openly. I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a, I don't know if you call it a closet Christian or I just, I don't go to church. I don't spend a lot of time in the Bible, but I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And I believe that the founders of this country, the people that decided to hmm, not submit to England anymore, I believe they had divine inspiration. And by that, I mean, sure, they were, they were smart guys, right? The founders, guys that wrote the Declaration of Independence, eventually wrote the Constitution and the amendments. 
at least the beginning of them. They were smart guys, and I won't ever take anything away from them. They didn't agree on much. They fought like crazy. And they had just come out of one of the biggest challenges anyone on Earth has ever faced. They fought the largest standing military. As a fledgling nation, in rebellion, because they didn't feel they were adequately represented and still had to pay for that privilege. So when people say there's no way that the people that wrote the Constitution could have possibly imagined blank, it doesn't matter what it is. The truth is, in all these years, more than 200, I think more than... I think we're getting pretty close to 250 now. But essentially, since 1791, there hasn't been a situation that we've run into that the Constitution had no application for. How it's, uh, how it's understood, how it's interpreted is different to different people. But I think people that want to interpret the Constitution should really do a couple of things before trying to create an argument. The first is they should read the Federalist Papers, and the second is that they read the Anti-Federalist Papers and understand what the arguments were around all the decisions made when creating the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And I feel that's important because we are honor-bound to that document. And I think that is one of the most important things we can remember at times like this. That document, our adherence to that document, is the most important thing in this country. But what do we do when you've got rogue legislators that are overstepping their boundaries on a regular basis. They find a way to rig an election with the help of other countries. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know exactly how this happened and I know exactly what's going to happen and so on and so forth. I have no fucking idea. What I do know is that there's no fucking way that Joe Biden... Mr. In the Basement can't get more than 30 people to show up at a rally. That the most amazing thing he's done in the past 40 years is show up. And the only consistency he's ever had is lying through his teeth. Beat Donald J. Trump. A man pulling half a million people at his rallies. Who has held up every single one of his promises. And has literally brought peace to the Middle East. Now, you may not like him as a person. You may think he's the biggest piece of shit on the planet. I don't really care. If his attitude rubs you the wrong way, if, you know, it, whatever. I don't fucking care. I guarantee you that the majority of the founders, the majority of the people that signed the Declaration of Independence, if you met them, you probably wouldn't like them either. They weren't just normal guys that spoke weird. They all had their own issues. 
And that's kind of what brought them all together. That's what should have brought us all together. After eight years of Barack Obama being largely ineffectual, the only thing he has to show for his presidency is Osama bin Laden was killed and he brought socialism to the United States once again. That's it. That's all he did. Not much of it was effectual. Not much of it changed our lives. But some of it did penalize us. For example, the individual mandate. Let's talk about that really quick. I don't want to get stuck on it. But I just want to mention a couple things because we're going to be talking about Joe Biden. We're going to be talking about the Democratic Party. And I'm fucking sick of them. They all supported. All of them. And a lot of Republicans too. The individual mandate. In the Affordable Care Act. Number one, the Affordable Care Act. That's a fucking joke. That's a fucking laugh. The Affordable Care Act. What the fuck was affordable about it? Was it... The fact that you were having to pay more for a shittier plan than you had before? Or... The fact that you didn't have a plan because you couldn't afford one. And then it tells you you have to buy one. And if you can't afford to buy one, they'll make you pay a fine for it. Explain that shit. It was so bad that somebody like Donald Trump that you hate so much, he was able to run almost solely on ending it. The individual mandate was unconstitutional, and yet you had people in the House and the Senate that said it was fine. You had the Supreme Court, who's supposed to rule on all things constitutional, that said it was constitutional, apparently. And at no point did anybody really step back and say, wait a minute, we're forcing people to buy a product or service. We're telling them who they can buy it from and what has to be included in it. And if they don't buy it, we're going to fine them. Explain how in the fuck that's constitutional. And the reason I bring that up is because we're getting ready to walk right back into that fucking door. Before I get into uh, the question as of right now, whether Joe Biden's presidency will ever be legitimate. I just want to remind everybody who we are about to put into office on the 20th. The only thing you can remember about Joe Biden during the Obama years is some serious fucking gaffes. Like fire two shots with a shotgun in the air. Fire warning shots. It's all you need is a shotgun. Let's go shooting it in the air indiscriminately. Those bullets don't come back to earth. Fuckhead. But back then, at least he was cognizant. I mean, he made really dumb statements. I'll tell you this. If you follow Joe Biden's lead, you stepped outside your front door. If somebody was trying to break in, you popped a couple rounds off into the air. 
the cops would show up a few minutes later and arrest your ass. So, uh, we supposedly elected that guy to be president of the United States. God help us. So I'm telling you right now, we're in a world of shit. I think it only appropriate that we address who we're about to let be the most powerful man on the planet. Joe fucking Biden. Joe Regina Biden. And more importantly, Kamala Harris. Let's address that one real quick. We already know Joe's deal. Let's let's talk about Kamala Harris for a second. I'm not going to go back, you know, into her history. It doesn't matter. I'm going to talk about something that happened in the last year. Our cities were burning to the ground. Real riots were happening all over the place. Cities were on fire. Police precincts were getting abandoned and burnt. All this during a global pandemic. Our president offered these mayors and governors assistance, which they declined. They let people take over Seattle. They let them cordon off city blocks and call them an autonomous zone. Murders were carried out there. Quite a few, as a matter of fact. Businesses were burned, looted, and the riots continued. Where was the left? Were they clutching their pearls? Were they terrified and concerned about insurrection? Treason? No. Fuck no. They agreed with them because they're on the same team, so it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It doesn't matter what their intentions are. As long as they're on the same team, you can get high-roaded. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Kamala Harris. It isn't going to stop and it shouldn't stop. I approve of riots that have killed people, that have destroyed billions of dollars worth of businesses. I remember when I was growing up, my young years, my teenage years, into my adult years, I don't remember ever really paying attention to race. I was never told that one race was really different from another other than the color of their skin. Some people might talk with a different accent. But that's no different in living in the North and living in the South. I never paid any attention to race until about 2015. And I say 2015, it really started probably about 2009, 2010 was when everything really started getting kicked up. And everything started becoming a race issue. And none of it ever made any sense to me. Because again, I grew up in the military. Like I was around all different kinds of people from all over the world all the time. Your friend next door, your friend two miles away could be, could barely speak English. You don't know. Sometimes they were from another country. I had a really good friend in California that was from Japan. I had a really good friend my earlier years from Puerto Rico. 
Point being, at no point did I say, man, you know what? They don't look like me. I bet they're fucking stupid. That never happened. Nor did at any time I say, man, they don't look like me. Fuck them. Pieces of shit. That never happened. Except for right now, I just said it. But point being, I never thought about race because race wasn't an issue. It wasn't brought up as an issue. Uh, Nobody was fighting over it. I take that back. There was one time in middle school where I had a bunch of friends that were black and they started razzing on me because I was white. So I couldn't hang out with them when they were doing something. I don't even remember what the fuck it was. I felt so fucking bad. Yeah, I went home. I cried to my mom. I'm like, ah, mom, you know, fuck, why am I white? I look back at that a lot now. I, I hadn't looked back at that forever. Until Obama got into office. And then suddenly everything became race. And I'm like, how fucking dumb is this? Why are we talking about race right now? Just because the guy in the White House is black? Half black? I don't know. Who fucking cares? He's not the first black leader in the world. He's not the first male leader in the world. And even if he was, it doesn't fucking matter. Ideas are important. What somebody looks like, not important. What genitals are between their legs, not important. But we've made them important. We've given those things so much gravity. We've allowed the narrative to be steered in that direction for far too fucking long. We have just sat by and let these people write the fucking narrative. And we sit here politely and we nod. Some of us may say, eh, I don't want to do that. But the end result is we fall in line, we agree, we do whatever the fuck they say, and still we're the fucking bad guy. So tell me where the fairness is here. Donald Trump shows up after eight years of Barack Hussein Obama. After eight years of race baiting. And the SJWs kicking it up into high gear. In fact, they were born during the Obama administration. There didn't seem to be like hardly any butt hurt during the George, George Bush years. No butthurt. Obama comes into office and suddenly everybody grows a big, gaping, bleeding vagina. And I'm not talking about women. I'm talking about all the soy boys that come out of nowhere. That are suddenly, oh my God, toxic masculinity. Oh Lord, give me my fucking latte. I need to go puff on a penis. Right? By the way, I puff on a penis. You better acknowledge that. And if you don't like it, I have a problem with you. But it's going to be your problem because I'm here. That kind of shit. (laughs) There's no no fucking sense to it. (laughs) Again, whoever you want to fuck doesn't... I have nothing to do with that. If it's not me, I don't fucking care. I don't need you to tell me what... uh, sexual stuff you're into if I'm not going to have sex with you if I'm not trying to have sex with you your preference is irrelevant to me likewise unless I'm like hey 
uh, what kind of genitals you got. How you identify, again, irrelevant to me. All this tranny talk, all the fucking fighting that happened. 2016, 2017. I think even 2018, stupid shit. All that garbage. It wasn't about being transsexual or whatever the fuck. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with submission. That's what it had to do with. The same thing with the riots, all this shit. It all had to do with submission. It wasn't about what they said it was about. It was about agreeing to go along and get along. And the truth is we can't for two reasons. Sorry, three reasons. One, it will never be in our best interest to bow to a bully, regardless of who the bully is. If they're trying to make you accept it, if they're trying to make you kiss the ring, then they're full of shit and we don't fucking kneel for anybody. That's American. I'll accept anybody any way they are. I don't give a shit. But don't expect me to be like super happy about every little fucking weird thing they do. I don't fucking care. Keep it to your fucking self. If you don't need anybody's approval, then don't fucking ask for it. Number two, you can't legislate stupidity. Why, how could you possibly make a law that says that I have to call some dude a chick because he says he's a chick or vice versa? Doesn't matter. Here's the secret. Hang on, liberals. Sorry, not liberals. I, I can argue with liberals all day. Leftists. Communists, socialists, whoever the fuck else. Here's the secret. If you want to be a tranny and use the bathroom to which you identify, be passing. It's that simple. If you're a dude trying to be a chick, be a chick. Don't try to be a dude and then tell me you're a chick. Because a dude going in the women's bathroom, that's a problem. I don't know why that's hard to understand. And anybody that says that's hard to understand, we don't even need to be having conversations with. The only people they need to be talking to is psychiatrists. If a dude wants to go to the girl's bathroom and he says he identifies as a chick, he needs to look like a fucking chick. Be passing. If you can't be passing, then you're going to have to work it out. You're going to have to go somewhere else. It's pretty simple. Hell, put put tranny bathrooms in. Fuck it. Just, just make another fucking bathroom. Whatever. They can't decide to have them go in the middle. Fucking don't care. They can go piss in the fucking service area. I don't care. Point being, it's all about submission. All these supposed... Uh, hard times that these people deal with fucking bullshit the vast majority of this shit is manufactured to acquire submission and if you don't submit if you don't kiss the ring bend the knee then you will be banned from life you will be othered you will not be allowed to partake 
in the conversation on things like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Google will uh, block the shit out of you on just about anything. They'll mess with results. YouTube will ban you for not agreeing with them. For wrong think. But who the fuck says it's wrong? Who says it's wrong? The New Age communists say it's wrong. And the problem is we've let them into everything. We were so busy fucking winning. We were not paying attention. They've been setting this up for a lot of years. They've been embedding themselves in colleges, in government agencies, you name it. The commies have a finger in it. And I say commies because here's the deal. Liberals, real liberals that I know are fucking terrified right now because they see what's happening. We are literally moving toward communism. This isn't like, you know, some blowing shit out of my ass thing where I'm just pissed off. No. People have elected fucking communists into the House and Senate. And they rally day and night against us, against the United States, against the Constitution. They demand that we we create relationships with places like Iran and create relationships with China. Let them run all over us. And then they get mad when we start talking down the quote-unquote evil empire of North Korea. Trump was a pubic hair away from reuniting North Korea and South Korea in peace without North Korea taking over South Korea, with them just getting along. And before you say he couldn't do it, it was impossible, it was all a farce, it was never going to happen. What's happened with Israel? Israel is being acknowledged by the rest of the world now. People are making nice. They've got trade agreements with countries that were bombing them months ago. The one phrase I've heard since Ronald Reagan left office, and I was little, dude. I was like uh, nine. The one phrase I've heard the most is peace in the Middle East. It's what everybody wanted to see. Peace in the fucking Middle East. George H.W. Bush took us to war. I remember that very specifically because uh, I was at the base that was deploying all the Marines. So I remember that. That was my first real experience with war. And then, you know, Clinton just kind of fumble fucked around. People would piss him off. He'd shoot a couple rockets at him and then go back to what he was doing. But he didn't get us into any wars. He just more just kind of staved them off. Then 9-11 happened. Little George had a shit ton to deal with. Now, let me, let me explain something to you. If you think that all Republicans are just all about every Republican. Conservatives are a niche. Because we know the difference between a Republican and a conservative. In reality, and I, I think we're getting to this point, conservatives should have their own party. Because while Republicans might 
align with us on some things, they certainly don't represent where we stand on the majority of things. And little George Bush is a perfect example of that. Now, I'm not going to say he had a bad presidency. I don't, I don't think he was bad. I know there's a lot of guys that will just shit talk him like crazy. But look, he handled 9-11 like a champ. I think there were some really stupid things he did. But in all honesty, I don't know what I would have done given the circumstances. And as an older adult now, I haven't really thought about it. At least not in any real detail. Patriot Act was fucking dumb by today's standards. <laughs> and when you think about it, the Patriot Act was nothing compared to what we're going through right now. Holy shit, right? We were scared of the government. <laughs> so anyway, no, he wasn't he wasn't the worst president by a long shot. He wasn't even in the top 10. But he wasn't in the top 10 good either. He was kind of like a less effective Bill Clinton, pretty much. But he did take us to war, and, you know, a lot of people are completely and utterly against it. I, on the other hand, I was a lot closer to New York City than most. And uh, it hit home a lot harder for me than it did most. And I was fucking pissed when we got attacked. I was fucking pissed. Something had to be done. Somebody had to bleed for it. But see, the thing is, Clinton was kind of an anomaly because Democrats really like war. I'm not saying Republicans don't. Republicans also really like war. But I think conservatives and uh, libertarians are not hugely fond of war. It tends to cost lives. And unless it's defending ourselves or our allies, what are we getting out of it? We're spending a bunch of money and we get nothing. But then we got Obama. And good Lord. Boy, when he was running for office, oh, I'm going to end the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm going to bring everybody home. And his little southern draw. None of those things happened. ISIS was created under his watch. Killed Osama bin Laden. Good fucking job. That changed very little, surprisingly. And when I say good fucking job, I mean seriously, good fucking job. And I'm glad you got him. That's all I can give you. You got Osama Bin Laden. That's it. Did you get a Nobel Peace Prize for eliminating Osama Bin Laden? No. No, you got a Peace Prize for being the first black president in the United States. Man, can you imagine what somebody would get if they brought peace to the Middle East? If they pulled troops back from Iraq and Afghanistan? Normalized relations with Israel? Got everybody thinking on the same page? Can you imagine what award would be available for them? I mean, at the very least, Nobel Peace Prize. It's in the name, right? Oh, that's right. It was Trump and everybody hates Trump. You can't even say his fucking name. You got to call him Trump for some dumb fucking shit. Look, I don't care if you've liked the president. I don't care if you've hated the president. We have all collectively been better under his leadership than at any point in the past 30 years. Easy. Maybe even longer than that. 
Reagan was great, but there were things that Trump did that honestly Reagan couldn't have done. Not because he didn't have the brains or, you know, because he was inferior in some way. But just Trump has this way of dealing with things and dealing with people that works. Again, whether you hate it or you don't, the fact is it works. We've seen more peace around the world under the Trump administration than any other time in history. We have seen NATO start paying their bills. We have put the UN on check, who has been running roughshod over us for quite some time. Joe Biden plans to eliminate all of that. Donald Trump built the wall. 400 something odd miles of giant ass wall Trump built. Joe Biden plans on ending that. But nobody asks why. Nobody says, hey, all this shit's working. It's all working. Why are we going to fuck with it? The fastest development of a vaccine in history happened due to Donald J. Trump. While all these politicians are touting this vaccine, we're going to get everybody this vaccine. Everybody's going to get vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. That vaccine wouldn't have existed for another two to three years without Trump. So we'll circle around back to the vaccine here in a few. But um, I wanted to get into the protest a little bit. Thinking maybe I'm going to say something everybody's thinking, but apparently nobody can fucking get the intestinal fortitude to actually fucking say something. Congress is blaming Trump for the quote-unquote riot that happened. Now, I know people have been making the argument that, yeah, maybe it was Antifa, we think it was Antifa, or maybe it was Q, it must have been Q. We know there was a Q guy that got in there. What people aren't talking about, though, is why the fuck it happened to begin with. What set of circumstances came to pass that caused a million people to surround Congress? How come nobody's talking about that? While the Democrats call us all sorts of names and talk down to us like we're fucking infants, our politicians can say nothing else other than I condemn the actions. That's not American. That's not what we should be doing. You got Ben fucking Shapiro that's just like fucking turncoat because he doesn't like the look. Listen, here is what actually... Let me rephrase. Here's why all of this is happening and why it's not going to get any better anytime soon. We have been largely ignored for the better part of 30 years. The first time anybody has listened to us, the American people, real conservatives, the lower to upper middle class, people that work their ass off for what they've got and they struggle for everything they get. The last person to listen to us, I mean really, hear what we were saying was Ronald Reagan. And he had flaws just like everybody else. But here's the thing, he listened and he cared. He wanted to understand what we wanted, what we needed, what our problems were. 
and what we thought the solutions were. Congress fought him on a lot. When Bush, Bush 2, not Bush 1, when Bush 2 got into office, Congress pretended to fight with him on a bunch of shit, but it was largely ineffectual, and he usually tended to roll over for the demands of Congress. Let me give you an example. The liberals got to be up in arms because they thought we were being too mean to our enemies. So they demanded a change to the rules of reg, uh, rules of engagement. Now, most of the upper brass thought, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. All the troops thought that was really fucking stupid. But Bush wanted to get along. And so he capitulated, which is what he was really, really good at. He was a team player. I guess you would call him by today's standard. And because of that, we lost hundreds of people. And the enemy was able to fight us a whole lot longer. I remember my friend got back from his, I think it was his third deployment. And his first two deployments, I mean, he had combat, but he, he wasn't... He wasn't jacked up when he got back. But his third deployment, he came back and he was a mess. And he said he couldn't believe how many times they got into a world of shit and couldn't do anything about it because of the stupid rules of engagement. He lost friends because of it and he could have avoided entire conflicts had he been able to hit the enemy without having to wait for a series of events to happen in order to give him the right to kill the bad guy before the bad guy could kill him. And it was all a, 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 it was a dice roll. I mean, really think about it. Say you're at war. You know who the bad guy is. The bad guy's walking around with a rifle on his back. You know he's there. You see him. He looks at you. He gives you the grin. You know he's the bad guy. Now he knows where you are. He also knows that you can't shoot at him until he shoots at you. So he goes and gets his buddies. They set up an ambush. They wait till they're fully set up, ready to go before a shot ever gets fired. And by the time you can return fire, you're already pinned down. War is traumatic. War is ugly. There's nothing good about war. But the one thing you go in a war to do is win. That's it. There's no other objective. You beat the enemy until they submit or until there's nobody left. That's what war does. When you start making rules for war that are antithetical to that end, what the fuck is the point? Is it like a handicap match? Is that is that where we're at? We're like, oh yeah, we can go to war, but you know, we'll we'll tie one hand behind our back and wear a blindfold. I mean, seriously, how many people? died that didn't need to die 
people are going to die in war. I get it. Yeah, that's part of why we don't want to be in one. But calculated risk is usually based on what can we do, not what is going to upset people. War is war. And when you start legislating against our side, you're just fucking us. Bush did it. And then Obama continued it. So we took a war that shouldn't have lasted more than a year, maybe two. Spread it out across multiple countries. Changed our rules of engagement to make us largely ineffectual. And then dragged it out for another 10 fucking years. Somebody made a lot of money off of that. I don't know who, but somebody did. And whoever it is, I hope they know that a lot of U.S. and allied soldiers, airmen, seamen, I said seamen, a lot of them died that didn't need to die. A lot of them became fodder for the political leanings of our leadership. I use that as an example to prove a point. People playing politics have cost the United States more than anything else. You could take every casualty ever lost in any war we've ever been in, including the Civil War, and you would still see more loss just by the ridiculous amount of politics that gets played every fucking day. And it, it just pisses me off. Because we're watching it happen right now. All the grandstanding and... We can't continue to do this. We can't continue to quote-unquote appoint people to represent us to do no such thing. You can't tell me that the people... The majority of the people in San Francisco are Nancy Pelosi. Who are these people representing? I see maybe 10, 15 people in the House and the Senate combined that are doing what they're supposed to be doing, legislating for their people. More importantly, being the voice of their people, which should come before all this politics bullshit. They aren't representing us. They slap us in the face. They talk down to us. They tell us what we will do. We will submit. We will follow their rules. Joe Biden with his attack bullshit. Right? I'm going to go after the NRA. I'm going to wage war on the NRA. I'm coming for your guns. You know, again, forget the grandstanding for a second. Just think about that. Think about that process. When a person that was elected by the American people turns around and says, Hey, American people, I'm going to take away your liberties. Even though they're guaranteed in the Constitution of the United States, I'm going to take them away anyway. Because fuck you. I don't like it, so I get to take it away. Period. Now they can call it common sense, la-di-da, bullshit. 
There's nothing common sense about making yourself a victim. Oh, there's gun crime. Guess what? The only thing that combats gun crime is good guys with guns. If you're in Chicago, where it's next to impossible to carry a handgun, you're at least 60 times more likely to get shot with one than I am here. Even though they're illegal. So explain to me why we keep appointing these people to be our voices in the House and in the Senate, and yet the vast majority of them don't represent us whatsoever, but instead represent themselves and their ideals, their ideology that they follow, and herd us like fucking cattle. They talk down to us. They tell us to submit. And if we question it, oh boy, we're out of line. If you question what your government is telling you to do, then you've got to fucking screw loose. How dare you? That's seditious. So you want to know the truth about what happened at the Capitol? And I'm not talking about who orchestrated what and whatever. I don't care about that. Somebody will figure that out. It's not going to be me. But what I can tell you is the reason a million people went and surrounded the Capitol wasn't because Donald Trump said so. We all love Trump, okay? I love Trump. I'll get into that more later. But I am a constitutional conservative far before I am a Trump supporter. I love Trump. He's amazing. But I am a constitutionalist. This country has not followed the Constitution in a long fucking time. There are people that try to follow the Constitution and there are people that violate it on a regular basis or use weak interpretations of the Constitution in order to strip you of your rights. The fact is, if there comes down to two different interpretations and one interpretation gives you more freedom, that's the interpretation. Period. You don't change it. But that's not how things have gone. Largely for the last 30 years at least. I can really only talk about the last 30 years from a personal standpoint because I've experienced it. I study a lot of history. I've read the Constitution I don't know how many times. What I can tell you is that our politicians aren't representing us. They're not. And they haven't for quite some time. If you want to know the reason a million people surrounded Congress, waving flags, wearing Trump apparel, yeah, they love Trump. But Trump is more of a symbol to them than a person. Again, don't get me wrong, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination downplaying Trump. I think he's amazing. But Trump represents something that we haven't felt for some of us our entire lives. Definitely our entire adult lives. And that's somebody who's really speaking for us. That hears what we're saying. And wants to do for us what we ask him to do. These people that stood out there in the blistering cold and chanted 
and sang together the the 99.999% of people that were there were there to support the person that had spoken for them. One of the few in the last 30 years that has so much as listened to a word they've said. He's heard them. He's taken it all to heart. He's represented them every day that he's been in office. Again, not that he does everything right. Nobody does. But he listened, and that was more than just about anybody has done. And they wanted to show him that support. And they wanted to tell Congress, this is what we need. We need people speaking for us. Saying what's on our minds, not yours. You represent us, not you. Those people that were standing out there and millions more had to watch the past four years their president get dragged through the mud, the first president that they've ever experienced in many cases that has actually spoken for them, that has stood up for them. And here we are, sitting here, listening to them berate us, tell us how terrible we are and that we're un-American. We're just fucking tired. We're so fucking tired and we're so fucking suppressed. And you just keep making it worse. All you want is power. Absolute. You're so... You think this power that you seek is going to fix your wrongs, but it won't. You will sell us out. You've been selling us out for decades. All we want is America to be America. Not this shit show you're trying to create. America doesn't want to be part of the global network. We don't want to be global citizens. We are citizens of the United States of America. That's what we want to be. We don't want to be a part of whatever crazy new world order you're trying to create. I'm just using that word because it kind of encompasses everything that anybody talks about. We don't want to be a part of that. We don't want to answer to Europe. We don't want to answer to China. We don't want to answer to Russia. We don't want to answer to anybody but us because we are the United States of fucking America and we make the fucking rules. They don't. They can't even pay their fucking bills. Now granted, my great grandkids are going to be paying their bills and our bills because we just keep borrowing a little money from them and you know we knew this election was bullshit we called it the president called it many of our representatives called it it was proven time and time again and yet nobody would take up the fucking cause nobody would acknowledge the data that was right there in black and white Nobody would acknowledge it. So when you see these representatives in the House or in the Senate that are saying unsubstantiated claims of fraud, it's very substantiated. There is proof. They know the proof. If they're not responsible for it, then they're complicit in it. 
because all they did is deny, and that's their right to do, just as it's our right to challenge it. But if the roles were reversed, if Biden had just been president for four years and they were just in fucking love with him and Trump had beat him, they'd be questioning the election. They'd be holding off the election. They'd be doing everything they could to keep Trump out of office. Fuck, he's been in office for four years and they still haven't acknowledged him as the president. They've impeached him on less evidence than the voter fraud that we brought to the table. So we knew going in after the election, after Trump smoked Hillary Clinton, we knew going in that they were gonna play this Russia collusion bullshit game. We knew it. Then you've got the DOJ, you've got the FBI fucking going ham trying to come up with anything they can possibly come up with to make Trump look bad. Now there's a couple issues with this that I take. Um, some of them are a little bit funny. Number one, Trump has done plenty of things to make him look bad. You don't need to manufacture shit. If you just want to say, you know what? I don't like the fucking guy. You can say that, it's fine. I have no problem with that. If anybody says, yeah, I just don't like him. That's your right, that's fine. But you can't argue with results. You can't argue with GDP growth during a pandemic. Unemployment numbers getting down to 6%, you can't argue with that. You can't argue that the poverty level has gone down significantly over the past four years. I mean, really, anything you're arguing is just preference. But those people that surrounded the Capitol and yelled and cheered and hollered, many of them just seeing Trump speak, went up there loving their hearts, just frustrated. You know, for a lot of us, Trump was, I don't know, he's like a breath of fresh air because we finally had somebody that hurt us. You know, I followed politics since I was in my early 20s. Got into it after civics class in high school. Just, that's pretty neat. I think I'm going to follow that, you know. But nobody ever really spoke for us. There's people that stand up for us. There's people that say what we want them to say, like uh, Jim Jordan and uh, Ted Cruz. I mean, I can probably think of 10 or so over the past decade. But the majority of Republicans don't speak for us. People like Mitch McConnell don't represent us at all. And he'll say he represents the GOP, the good old party. But that's not us. I don't know that that ever really was us. Because they're just leftists by a different name. They're not even center. They lean left and they will lean left against the people that put them in office to begin with. And we know this, it frustrates us to no end. And we just kind of sit here and fucking take it. And we take it day after day after day. And we dealt with Congress impeaching Trump over some bullshit that was proven false. 
and still somehow got the impeachment. Congratulations, Congress. Get the fuck out. So then the people get robbed of their president. It's depressing. It's fucking terrifying. And then to fucking add insult to injury. We knew they kept the house. And we're like, well, shit. If they got the house and they got the presidency, all we've got left is the Senate. There's those Senate runoffs happening in Georgia. The same place that had all sorts of voter fraud. Confirmed voter fraud. Where they're still having hearings today about it. And yet, we were supposed to trust the runoff elections. Oh, they'll be done perfect. Everything will be perfectly fine, I'm sure. And what do you know? Somehow, lo and behold, Democrats take both seats. Again, Democrats that aren't even liked by people. These aren't JFKs here. We're talking about... So now... Those people, those people that had to go stand in the freezing cold to make their voices heard are fucking fed up because now the Democrats have the House and the Senate and the President and we have a turncoat in the Supreme Court. So the game is literally rigged against us. And while we're out there, some people start acting a fool And then we find out that Twitter just banned our president. The only person that has given us a voice just got his voice silenced by big tech. And then the message he's trying to get out that's saying, hey, guys, come on, calm down, everybody. Just go home in peace. We love you. You know, just do your thing, man. Just it's you made your point. We didn't get to hear that. All those people standing in the cold, yelling at the top of their lungs, waving their flags as hard as they can, didn't get to hear the message from our president telling them to calm down and go home, that we've made our point. Instead, we hear our president was kicked off of Twitter and then Facebook, and then Instagram. That's what we got to deal with. So not only did we lose all control of our government, but then big tech came in and started censoring the only person we had left that was fighting for us. And then when everybody finally clears out and you assholes go right back to work, to confirm the person we know isn't supposed to be in office that can't find his way to Wendy's that has to have his name written in his underwear you have to make it a point after everything that happened that day and I ask you did you have to step over blood to go back into the chamber and talk your shit seriously all the shit you talked and how tough you were when you're sitting in your castle in your church all that shit you didn't say any of that about Antifa and Black Lives Matter when they were torching entire cities 
to somebody breaking some windows and tossing some papers around and boy, you are ready to fucking hang people. It's amazing. And that goes to show you your political ideology is your life. That's your religion. Common sense doesn't exist to you. You can't use phrases like common sense this, common sense that. Fuck that. You don't have the right to use the word common sense. We have somebody that has just been named the vice president-elect that was collecting money to fund Black Lives Matter rallies. Money that was going who knows where. And those people that are standing out in the cold, you're shitting all over them. Even though they've been beaten to a pulp for a really long time. And you sit there and you spew your fucking sewage. And then the few senators and congressmen that had the audacity to fucking stand up for their people, you shit talk them too. But that wasn't enough for you. No, 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 no. Not only did you shit talk them, but then you had to call for their exposal. Get them out of Congress. They don't deserve to be here. They're not complying with our line. Fucking Mitch McConnell, the biggest fucking turncoat on the planet. The fact that that man ever got to shake Trump's hand is an embarrassment. Thank God for people like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz for standing up and being like, no, this is dumb. It amazes me that there's so few that have any sort of honor or sense of duty that goes beyond politics. And now those same people that felt like they didn't have a voice, so much so that they literally traveled from all over the country to yell in front of the Capitol, tune in on their TVs to see what? Nancy Pelosi talking a bunch of shit and then it goes over to the next one and the next one and the next one. We condemn in the highest regard these attacks, these brutal blah blah blahs and search your description here. Don't get me wrong. I'm not real happy they happened. If anything, it just gave them more fuel for the fire but I fucking get it. And that's another thing I can't fucking stand. Not a single person has been like, yeah, it was wrong, they shouldn't have done it, but I fucking get it. None of them, even the ones I like, none of them. What they should say is listen to you. Listen to you talking down on the people you represent. The people that just stood out here in the blistering cold that traveled from all across the country. Listen to how you talk about them. Listen to how you've always talked about them. It doesn't matter that this situation is what this situation is right now. It doesn't fucking matter. You have always talked about us like that. Hillary Clinton, you wanna know why she lost hard besides the fact that she is uh, an evil witch? She called us deplorables. 
And you know, a lot of centrists and uh, liberals, just regular old liberals, like JFK liberals, they don't take too kindly to talking to people like that, talking about people like that. When you are leading a party, when you are running for president in the United States of America, the last thing you want to do is alienate literally half the country. And you know, I know, she was just regurgitating shit that other people had been saying for months, years, maybe decades. But it didn't improve her situation and it sure as fuck didn't make anybody get the warm and fuzzies. Now I get it. Uh, Biden kind of did it too where you see it working for Trump. And you're like, okay, well, I, I can be a jerk too. Watch this. And you're just, one, you're just not good at it. You're not good at being a jerk. You just, you just come across as an asshole. It's not a good look. Trump is good at being a jerk. He's good at playing the game. He can be a jerk and make a point at the same time. You. What the fuck? What did uh, Biden call that chick? And they were talking about the prim primaries. You, you dog-faced pony soldier. Fuck is that? Like, okay, well, you know, maybe you're just being disrespectful. All right. Well, you know, politics gets ugly. Uh, what about screaming at his supporter? Because he asked about the Second Amendment. No, that's not enough. I don't remember Trump screaming at anybody. I don't remember Trump calling people names. Ooh. Corn pop. What about that entire cringy-ass speech? Did anybody take anything away from that other than he used to be a lifeguard because he wanted to go work with poor black people? So he became a lifeguard at a pool on the black side of town. He is literally the epitome of the problems we have in this country, just wrapped up in a really wrinkly nutsack of a body. I don't know, man. He's, he's a fucking mess. That whole thing, the whole story, all of it, one, was completely irrelevant. Two, is once again pointing at people's skin color and saying, look what I did for you. I was a lifeguard at a black people pool. Look at me. Who the fuck cares? Does that give you clout in 2020, 2021? Why would that impress anybody? Why would that win you over to their side? Is that supposed to humanize you or something? You and your, your battle with fucking corn pop? You've got lucky charms that Tony the Tiger wasn't there. He'd have laid some fudge stripes down on your ass. Fucking dipshit. I came out with a chain. I would have came out with a shotgun, but uh... Fucking banana peels. Cotton. Shit. Beef jerky. Like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? And you're gonna tell me that guy. That fucking guy right there, Mr. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Got elected by an additional 10 million votes over Donald Trump. 
You want to know why people think it was a bullshit election? Because that guy, that dog-faced pony soldier, won by 10 million votes against Donald Trump, the guy that literally brought peace to the Middle East, the guy that brought our income up by between 3 and 10% for the lower middle class, the guy that had a solution to the COVID pandemic within a year, hell, within nine months, there was a viable, there was two viable vaccines. The guy that put China in check got North Korea to talk to somebody besides China for the first time in 70 years, worked out deals with Mexico to where they would actually guard their border as they should, built walls to drastically reduce how many drugs, coyotes, uh, regular illegal immigrants, human trafficking, all of it. Trump did so much for us. Whether you're a liberal, a conservative, left wing, right wing, he worked his ass off to make this country great. And right now, the House is having a hearing to impeach him again because of the actions of the sixth. They probably do understand everything I'm saying and they probably don't care, but I need the American people to understand it. I wish that the things that happened on the sixth didn't happen. It made our fight a lot harder. But I fucking get it. My chihuahua gets it. We all get it. The only people that don't get it are the communists who have been ignoring us for the past 30 years and that are continuing to ignore us today while they sit in our house, the house that our forefathers built, the house that our forefathers died to protect. They sit there with their smug faces and their lovely leather chairs and their beautifully climate-controlled building protected by thousands currently, thanks to the president who declared a state of emergency because he wanted so many bad things to happen that he sent in the National Guard to protect you. So while you are protected by an executive order by the President of the United States because you're scared of the American people. You sit in there with your smug-ass grins and lecture us. Pat each other on the back and state how poisonous this President is and how terrible he is for America and for the rest of the world and the whole world's going to fall apart if he was here another day. Except all of those things are fucking wrong. All of those things are wrong. The world is better because Donald Trump was president for the last four years. The world is a better place because of Donald Trump. The United States has become a better place because of Donald Trump. Our relationship with uh, countries 
are significantly better because of Donald Trump. Because he tells the truth. When we were paying for 90% of NATO, and yet all the other countries in NATO were reaping the benefits of NATO. How many presidents said nothing? How many presidents just continued to let that happen? How many Congresses said nothing and continued to pass bills that financed it? Donald Trump was the first one to really look at it and go, holy shit, why are we paying for all of NATO and reaping none of the benefits? Why are we paying for every other country? 3% of GDP? They're not even paying 0.5% of GDP. He calls them out. He says, hey, look, you're going to have to start paying your bills. Congress gets pissed off. How dare you? But the thing, honestly, and this is, this is what kind of pissed me off just recently, besides all the things we're obviously already talking about. The COVID relief bill is the perfect example of why I don't feel fucking bad for you, Congress. House, Senate, doesn't fucking matter. Here's the deal. You have gotten away with digging us trillions upon trillions of dollars in debt. Both sides of the aisle, I'm talking about both. Because things like this get approved. Now, Trump has this pork-laden bill come across his desk. And do you know what his only concern was? I mean, obviously he's concerned about, you know, trillions in debt and having an almost $3 trillion quote-unquote stimulus bill was already making him uncomfortable. But he went ahead and he said, look, the most important thing is the American people get $2,000, not $600. That's an insult. Especially when you compare it to the rest of the fucking bill. When you see the rest of the bill and you realize we're getting less than a quarter out of our stimulus bill that's mostly going to the rest of the fucking world. For what? We have no fucking idea. We haven't approved of any of that stuff. We haven't said, yes, we should pay for that. No. Fucking Congress does. It's like giving your sociopathic ex-girlfriend who's a fucking bitch and cheated on you for six years your fucking checkbook and going only write what you think needs to be written. This is why people are talking about peaceful divorce. Because you fucking people don't get it. You've gotten so comfortable in your church that you haven't noticed. You're preaching to yourself. The truth is, the vast majority of you aren't representing us whatsoever. You're, re you're representing your own desires, your own intentions. And your intentions are nefarious to say the least. Because it appears to us as if you want us to become global citizens. When there started being this talk of the Great Reset, and you started deleting all the videos about what it was supposed to actually be and started trying to make it sound like this innocuous thing where everybody just kind of says, 
Okay, no more debt. Let's start over. We know it's not that. We're not idiots. We also know there was a whole lot more that went down on the 6th than what we're allowed to see now. Because you see, media was scrubbed. Mainstream media, AKA fake news, ran with a completely different story than what was actually going on. There were some of us, myself included, my wife included, that literally started watching a series of live streams at the same time from all over the place to really get a good idea of what was actually happening. And we watched from the time we got up until really the next morning. We didn't even sleep. Well, my wife slept. I stayed up and watched Congress pat each other on the nutsacks or vagina, whatever you got. I don't know what you got. I don't know anything anymore. What I do know is that the story, the narrative that the mainstream media stuck to and the shit that you spew on the fucking floor is not what I saw on those various live streams that are now deleted, by the way. YouTube cleansed all of it. It's gone. The only thing you can see about it is the riot. And the only people that talk about it is the mainstream media. Anything else isn't allowed to be posted. You know, there's a saying, he that controls the narrative controls the future. Well, we're done with you controlling the narrative. We're done with you writing history. Deciding who we are and who you are and who everybody else is. That's not your choice. That's not your position. You don't get to tell us who we are. We tell you who we are. You don't get to tell us what to do. We tell you what to do. If you don't represent us, you should be voted out or recalled. Speaking of recalls, anybody that got put up for recall during this whole thing where you were like, oh, get the pitchforks and the fucking torches. We're going a hunting for a Ted Cruz, bad guy, Ted Cruz, he's, he's, a, he's a terrorist because he had the audacity to question our integrity. Well, let me tell you what, the people you tried to bring up for sedition, the people you tried to bring up for trying to subvert the Constitution, those are the people that represent us and those are the people we want in office, not you. So why don't we reverse that? Anybody that didn't get brought up for potential charges needs to be brought up for sedition. How about that? Nancy Pelosi, Schumer, all of ya. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgot to mention Mitch McConnell and the rest of his rhino buddies. This is why we have been talking about creating a new party. This is why. Because the Republicans in large don't speak for us anymore. They don't hold the same values we hold. Sure, they hold them when they're talking to people to get elected. But as soon as they get into Congress, they'll sail us down the fucking river. They don't care. Lindsey Graham's been so back and forth over the last 20 years. I don't know whether I want to hug him or kick him in the nuts. I don't know. Because he changes constantly. 
It's incredibly inconsistent. He'll only go against the left when it's politically expedient for him. He'll only side with Donald Trump when he knows the play is going to work out in his favor. This is the kind of shit we need to be done with. Men and women need to have principles and stick to them. The same principles they had when the people elected them to represent them. And if you're not representing the people, you're just playing your own little fuck fuck games up in Washington, well fuck you. Get the fuck out of there. Quit. If you won't quit, somebody should just, uh, I don't know, expel you. How about a hearing on the House floor where you get expelled? What if the Supreme Court says anybody that isn't adhering to their oath of office, get the fuck out? Again, I'm not calling for anything crazy. I'm not calling for violence. I'm not calling for anything like that. I'm calling for our government to get off its fucking ass and figure it out. Because I cannot be the only one that has been so fucking beat down that I would just about give it all up and go somewhere else to be an outsider to where at least I could be treated decently. I was born in the United States. I've spent my entire life in the United States. I have lived on the East Coast, the West Coast. I've lived in the South. I've lived up North. I'm now in the Midwest. There's very few parts of this country that I haven't experienced. And I know there are so many different kinds of people in every place you go. But the one set of people I don't think I've ever seen is whoever the fuck most of Congress is representing. And whoever the fuck Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are supposed to be representing. I have not met these fucking people and I've met people all over the place. Not only have I met people from the United States, I've met people from all over the world. Never have I seen this fictional person that they're representing other than this handful of radicals that despise everything we stand for and want nothing more than to turn us into a wealthy Venezuela for a short time before we go flat fucking broke and the rest of the world falls apart. Because what you dumb fucks don't seem to understand is the more you alienate us, the more we're going to have problems. The more problems we have, the more divided we're going to be. And the more divided we're going to be, the bigger chance there is of something much larger than a protest. And to look at things your way, more importantly, the rest of the world is going to fall apart. Have you thought about that? You're so concerned about gender studies in fucking Pakistan. Have you considered what's going to happen if the United States is no longer? Who's going to pay for gender studies in Pakistan? Who's going to pay for weapons in Israel? Who's going to give India a bunch of money? Who's going to make sure the UK has what they need? Who's going to make the vaccines? and cure the diseases and treat the stuff that no other country can treat and come up with the the treatments the therapies that extend everybody's life who's going to do all that 
Who's going to make sure that country A doesn't murder country B, C, D, E, and F? Who's going to make sure that country A doesn't take advantage of all the other countries and become a superpower and be able to lord over the planet? Because that's happening right now. And the only person standing against them is Donald Trump. You don't think Australia's shitting their pants right now? Knowing that Joe Biden's coming into office and they're not going to have backup? It's going to be them and India versus China. Joe Biden's going to be going over and bowing. Then what do you need? We'll give you two of it. Now, we needed Donald Trump. We really, we need Donald Trump. If we can't have him now, then my God, please, let us have him in 2024. Because the damage that Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Democratic House and a Democratic Senate is going to do is going to be it's going to be bad that's that's all i can say is it's going to be bad we've got a lot that we're going to have to deal with i don't know where we start i don't have answers i don't have any answers i only have more questions it's the only thing i can say is that congress has the first step right now while everything else is still being sorted out, Congress has a chance to grow the fuck up and start doing things for the actual country, not for themselves, not for their own political expediency. They can step the fuck up, stop their nonsense, stop their preaching, grandstanding, and do what they're there to do. Represent us. Keep the president in check. Regardless of the party, there should be people arguing for him and against him. There should be people arguing for everything and against everything. Not just getting along to get along. That's how socialism happens. That's how communism happens. You worried about fucking Nazis? Let me tell you about fucking Nazis, huh? Nazis are the people that get control, complete control of the fucking media. When they signed blood pacts with big tech, literally the only place that people during a pandemic can get together and discuss things, they're now policing the conversation. YouTube is banning people left and right, deleting videos, deleting proof. Why aren't they brought up on charges? These live streams that went for, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 hours. It documented the entire thing from the Trump speech all the way through where the National Guard was pushing everybody out. All the proof was right there. Everything that happened. I'm sure there were hundreds of people recording, thousands of people recording. There was hundreds of people that were streaming and somehow poof, all those streams disappear like they never happened. Why is it YouTube being brought up on charges right now? That's what I want answers to. Why is Twitter not being charged? They're literally violating the Constitution. You gave them protections that they don't deserve. Take them back. 
If they can't play nice with the entire country, then they can't play nice in the entire country. The First Amendment is non-negotiable. If you're a platform, if people are supposed to speak freely on your platform, then they have to be able to speak freely on your fucking platform. You don't get to write new fucking rules every two seconds. You don't get to ban the President of the United States. You don't get to wipe out an entire historical event. You don't get to tell people what they can and can't talk about. Just because it isn't politically expedient for you. The fact that you want Joe Biden in so bad that you're willing to literally silence American citizens makes you worse than China. Because China at least doesn't have what we have. They don't have freedom. They haven't gotten to taste it. They don't feel it. It's not born into them. Someday they will have it. Someday they will fight and they will get it. Hopefully we help them when that happens. But you're in the United States of America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. And yet somehow both of those statements are now untrue. There's nothing brave about throwing a fit. There's nothing brave about talking shit about the people that put you in office, that pay your bills, that fund all the ridiculous shit you come up with to spend money on. There's nothing brave about that. You want to brave? Start standing up against countries that are fucking us. That's brave. Start standing up for our constitutional democracy, as you call it. The Constitutional Republic. We're the only one. If we fall, the rest of the world's going to come apart. The rest of the world that you want to sell us out to. Suck it the fuck up. Grow up. I am so emotionally exhausted from you people. You, you don't deserve the seats that you sit in. If you want to earn those seats then you better put on your big boy or big girl pants and get to fucking work for us, not for you. Whatever your objective is, flush it down the fucking toilet because that's what it means. You work for us. Represent us. Your constituents aren't just people that talk to you. You speak for them. You are their voice, not yours. The only reason you're getting a paycheck and apparently a pay raise, thanks to that fucking bill, is because we're paying for it. There's many of you that have done nothing other than working government. You have literally spent your entire life pretending to represent us while fucking us in the ass. Let's take this moment to acknowledge the fact that we know, and now you know, what happens from here on out is on you. If you decide to represent the people, the people won't have a problem with you. The people can argue, the people can bicker. There's going to be dissenting views and not everybody's going to get along all the time and that's fine. But when you see all this aisle hopping and you realize there's only one party and then there's a couple outliers and it's been that way a long fucking time. 
the majority of the GOP leans hard left, definitely left to center. And yet you target the few people that stand up for us? No. You need to become those people. You need to stand with those people. Because the United States of America is ours, the American citizens. We aren't your enemy. We are who you represent, who you work for, and the people you're supposed to be looking out for. Not illegal aliens, not people from other countries, not other countries themselves, not other countries' economies. You are supposed to be looking out for us, legislating for us. America first. You don't get to change the dynamic. You don't get to change the focus. The focus is what we make it to be, and it is America first. Donald Trump was the first person in a really long time to understand that. We can go to war. We don't want to go to war. We'll avoid it as much as humanly possible. But if you fuck with us, we'll get you. Aside from that, we just want to grow our economy. Everybody be cool. We make all the discoveries. The whole world benefits from us. But we don't need to be sending them trillions of dollars. The rest of the world doesn't need to be a welfare queen. And our great-grandkids don't need to pay for it. So if you go to pass a, a COVID stimulus bill, pass a COVID stimulus bill. Cut all the bullshit, give us two grand, and shut the fuck up. You could have cut all the bullshit and given us ten grand each. And it would have still come out cheaper. But you motherfuckers, you make all these promises, and you gotta launder all this money, just fucking stop it. It's our money, not yours. You keep legislating yourselves pay raises, but what we're paying you doesn't matter because you're taking lobby money, and all of you are millionaires. How does somebody making $150,000, $200,000 a year end up a millionaire overnight? You notice Bernie Sanders changed his tune? It used to be all the the millionaires. All the millionaires, they're the problem. We gotta tax the millionaires. They're, they're fucking everybody. And then, gets a couple houses and all of a sudden it's all the billionaires. All the evil billionaires. It's, it's not the millionaires, they're bad, but the billionaires, they're the ones that are really fucking us, except the ones that we, uh, we're friends with, like the Facebook fella, and the, the Twitter fella, and uh, the Google fellas. You need to divorce the tech. You need to put them in check. You need to tell them that they're not allowed to violate the Constitution of the United States, and if you do, you will end them. And you need to legislate for us. That's why bad things happen. That's why they will continue to happen until you stop, or this country is going to fall apart. How many times in your life do you get a chance where somebody says, all of these bad things can happen, but if you literally do what you're supposed to do, everything will be fine. We can have healthy debate. We don't have to call names and try to impeach people every 10 seconds. And we don't have to rig elections. 
because it's not going to matter that much who wins or who loses because we're all going to legislate together. This isn't going to be a one-sided fight. We're all going to get along. And my last topic, and then I'm going to be done for now, because my throat really hurts. Joe Biden gets on the stage, office of the president-elect, which, by the way, is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. He went a step further than Barack Obama. Obama was annoying enough with his president-elect bullshit. This dude has like a backdrop made up and a fucking podium made up for office of the president-elect. Bitch, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You're either president or you're not president. If you made a podium that said not president yet, okay, I mean, you can waste money on whatever the fuck you want. But listen, Joe Biden and Kamala, please, for the love of God, babysit him. You don't be an idiot either. But seriously, you can't in one breath call for unity in the country and then in the very next breath call the same people you just asked for unity from terrorists. And you can't say, I am going to be the people's president. I am going to be the president of everyone. And then follow that up with, I am going to wage war against the NRA. I'm going to take them down. You got a lot of fucking balls. I bet you get to tuck each one of them in your pant leg and then strap them down. I bet you get in the pool and you float on your back. But you got to get out of the tub before you pull a plunger. Otherwise, you're going to suck your balls right down. If you want unity, if you want the country to come together, if you want to save the union, here's what you're going to have to do to win us over. I'm giving you the tips. I didn't even go to much college. But I've got the answers and I'm giving them to you for free. Because I love my country more than just about anything. My wife and my God, my kid, the rest of my family. That's all that's above my country. So I beg you, if you want unity, you start listening to the people. You represent the people. Stop trying to infringe on our rights. Stop getting married to the big tech monopoly and put them in check. That's your job. Anybody violating the Constitution needs to be dealt with, not sided with. If you want this unity you keep speaking of, then break your fucking corrupt mold and start paying attention to us. If you don't want riots, if you don't want protests and all that other shit, if you're so scared of it, then start listening to the people. If you gave us half of the fucking attention that you gave the real terrorists who were out burning cities to the ground, killing people, raping people, do you know how much shit we could get done? Because we actually have an objective. Anyway, I'm done for this time. I will check you guys next time. Going to find out more what happened in the news today. I have a feeling I'll be back. 
Anyway, thanks for listening. I know it's two hours, but uh, I'm long-winded. Hopefully I made some sense. Thanks for listening. This is Gary. Peace.